This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are going through four reasons why you might be struggling to focus and what specifically we can do about it. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are, what you're up to as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you're at and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, today we are talking about something a little bit more concrete. We are going through four reasons why we might be struggling to focus, why we might be struggling to focus on a task of hand, why we might find our mind wandering elsewhere. And the reason why I wanted to point this out is because I was speaking with a client about focus and about struggling to focus, and we were really looking at why might she be struggling to focus? And the reason why I really wanted to nail down the why was because depending on the reason why we might be struggling to focus, we might actually want to take a different strategy in order to recenter our focus. So I'm going to be going through four different reasons. There are others, but these are the four main ones that I've really noticed with myself and with my clients. And hopefully this will really give you a slightly different view on focus. And rather than seeing focus as something that's escaping you and that you're approaching with frustration, it's something that you can actually try to approach with a little bit more understanding of what's the reason behind it and actually use that understanding, that understanding of why you're struggling to focus as a tool to help you recenter that focus. So let's get straight in. The first reason why we might be struggling to focus is because we have something else on our mind that is based in the future. An example would be with a client of mine, we were talking about how she wants to progress in her own personal business. And she was struggling a lot to focus during a few weeks of our coaching together because she had a move coming up. So her and her family were moving houses and naturally that was taking up all of her headspace. If you think about what's actually going on in her mind, her mind is trying to make sense and put something in the future in order. So there's this big looming question mark in the future about how's the move gonna go? How are we gonna get all the furniture in the house? What's it gonna look like? Is it going to be a logistical nightmare? How am I going to handle the kids while we're dealing with the move, all of this? And as a way of trying to find answers for an unknown future, her mind kept skipping into the future and trying to find the answers ahead of time. So because of this, she was struggling to focus on any task at hand. Her mind knew that there was a big question mark in the future and thought, if I think about this, maybe I'll find the answers. Of course, in this situation, there was not much she could do about it. There were small things she could do about it, right? Maybe contacting the moving agency, maybe trying to plan in her head where the furniture would go. But regardless, she still had tasks at hand. She still had tasks in front of her and there were still things she wanted to do to move forward in her business 
that in reality required her focus and required her mind to be in the present moment. So that is one reason why we might be struggling to focus because our mind is living in the future. The second reason is because maybe our mind is living in the past. So instead of focusing once again on the present, we're actually living mentally in the past because of something that had happened. An example that comes to mind here for me was a client who went through a little mishap with a colleague and received an email from a colleague and didn't quite understand if the colleague was upset with her or what she meant by that email. And because of this, during one of our coaching sessions, she was telling me that she was completely unable to focus on any of her work. It was taking up all of her headspace. And once again, if you think about what's going on in her mind, this makes complete sense. Her mind was living in a state of fear, fear that she would get into an argument with a colleague, right? Ultimately, this all roots down to this fear of rejection, fear of being rejected by a tribe, fear of being left alone. I did an entire podcast episode on the fear of rejection, so I'll link that in the show notes below if this is something that you're going through. But ultimately, regardless of the situation, when our mind is living in the past and trying to understand something that happened, then we struggle to live in the present and to focus on a task that we're working on at hand. So that would be a second reason. The third reason is that we might find ourselves feeling bored. For feeling bored, it's essentially because it feels like there's too much order. There's too much repetitiveness, there's too much routine. We're in need of something new, of something exciting. So this is something that's more likely to come in near the end of the week. You find yourself running out of steam. You have that Friday feeling where you just want to go do something fun and do something different. And you're really struggling to keep this focus and it feels like a tretch. It feels like a slog. It feels like you're dragging your feet through sand in order to try make yourself focus on what it is that you're working on. So that is the third reason why we might be struggling to focus because we are too much in order and we're feeling bored. And the fourth one is essentially the opposite of that last one, which is that we're feeling too overwhelmed. So we have this overwhelming feeling of chaos. Maybe we have a million tabs open in our mind, or maybe a million tabs open physically on our computer. And because we have so much going on and we don't know where to start and where to focus, our mind is jumping around. We're living really with this true monkey mind and we cannot focus at one task at hand. So these are four reasons. I'll just repeat them quickly. The first one is we are living in the future. So something in the future is on our mind. Number two, something from the past is on our mind. Number three, we are too much in order. We're feeling bored. Number four, we're too much in chaos. We're feeling overwhelmed. So what I'm going to do now is go back through these four reasons why we struggle to focus and give one little tip or tool, something that you can implement in order to bring your focus back depending on the situation. The first one, if you are living in the future, if your mind is based somewhere later on and cannot bring itself to the present, then a great way to handle this kind of situation is to really set time aside to plan that future. The key here is that it is a fixed amount of time. So going back to this client of mine who was planning this move, what we decided to do is, okay, can you set an hour aside to 
brain dump everything that is on your mind about the move, everything you need to set up, everything that are question marks. Sometimes simply writing down the questions, the things we cannot answer, helps get those questions out of our head as well. So really write down everything that needs to be done, that needs to be thought about, or that is still unknown. And from there, maybe it's also about setting time aside in order to do some of the tasks that you can do. So maybe when looking at that big list of questions and uncertainties and things to plan, maybe a few of them pop out where you think, okay, that is a relevant question. Maybe the question is, what am I gonna do with the kids while we handle the move? And maybe the answer to that is, okay, maybe ask the neighbor if she'll watch the kids for two hours. So that becomes an actionable task. That becomes send a text to my neighbor and ask this question. And all of a sudden we've started to make order out of something that seems incredibly chaotic in the future. And we feel like we're taking little steps towards it. I will emphasize here that when it comes to something in the future where there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of question marks, we can easily find ourselves in a rabbit hole going on and on and on and trying to plan something that is uncontrollable in the future. This is where it's really important to set aside a fixed amount of time and focus on it for that amount of time and then decide what will you get back to working on right after this set amount of time. If you are in a situation where there's something that's on your mind in the future, but there's literally nothing you can do about it. So let's say you're worrying about a meeting that your boss had called with you and he said, hi, can you come into my office later this afternoon? And because your mind is trying to understand what's going on and trying to find the answers as to why he wants you there and what is he gonna say, because of this, you cannot focus on the task at hand. In this scenario, I would really suggest that you put once again time aside, but instead of planning or doing anything about it, simply putting time aside to think about it. So maybe you set 15 minutes on the clock and during those 15 minutes, you are allowed to fully think about it. Just immerse yourself in thought, in questions and wondering, and decide once those 15 minutes are done, what task you're going to get back to. This might seem incredibly unproductive. This might seem like a big waste of time to simply spend 15 minutes staring at a wall and thinking about something that you cannot control. But getting those thoughts out of the way, those question marks out of the way, can really help you recenter and refocus afterwards. Even though it is 15 minutes that quote unquote didn't actually do anything, it will probably be a lot more productive than spending the next three hours half in thought, half trying to make yourself focus, and in the end you're not actually moving forward. So that was the first one if your mind is in the future. The second one if your mind is in the past. The example that I'd given was my client who was so focused on something that her colleague had sent by email, she couldn't focus on anything else. In this situation, what I really recommend that you ask yourself is ask yourself the questions, how am I going to let this go? And what will allow me to let this go? I had done a podcast episode about asking better questions, and this was all about how when we ask a question, our mind will seek the answer. So let's take back this example of my client who had received this email from her colleague. If she was constantly asking herself the question, 
what did my colleague mean by that? And why did she say that? And what is she thinking? And what are the repercussions? Then of course, her mind is going to spiral into a world of possibility, probably bring in that fear of rejection that I mentioned before. And she's going to find herself in a hamster wheel of thought. If instead she asks herself the question, how am I going to let this go? And what will allow me to let this go? Then she's taking steps towards letting it go already. She is thinking of potential solutions to let it go. And when something comes to mind, maybe what comes to mind is, I need to reach out. I need to ask her to clarify. Okay, then that is an actionable step that she is taking in order towards letting it go. Ultimately, when there's something from the past on your mind, in order to focus back on the present, you need to let go of the past. Sometimes it's simply by letting go that something had happened and letting it to rest. And sometimes it's about taking an actionable step in order to clarify something from the past that was very unclear. Number three, if we are feeling bored, if there is too much order, if we're feeling stuck in a routine, we're not feeling inspired, and we want to do something else, right? We want to switch tasks. We're simply bored of what we're working on. This often comes about when we have that Friday feeling. This weekend was a long weekend in Thailand, so we had Friday as a public holiday, and therefore Thursday, I actually had that Friday feeling, and come Thursday afternoon, I was really struggling to focus on what was at hand. In these situations, it's essentially because we are too much in order. And what we want and what we need is a bit more excitement, which is why we're looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to doing something new. In those instances, what can really help is bringing that same excitement to whatever work it is that we have. So something that tends to work well is setting yourself a timer, setting yourself a challenge, saying, okay, I'm really not in the mood to do this. The weekend is only a few hours away. What are the tasks that I just absolutely want to get done before I clock off? Okay, maybe it's task A, B, and Z. Can I set a timer for one hour and try get at least A and B done? Great. Setting yourself a challenge, bringing in a little bit of that excitement. Maybe there's something you can negotiate there, obviously depending on your work situation, but maybe you can say, you know what? I'm gonna call it a day an hour early today, or I'm gonna finish my work day 30 minutes early today if I finish this. And all of a sudden you found the momentum you found the energy, you found the excitement, you found an incentive in order to maintain your focus to get something specific done. I was speaking about this recently with a client and we were speaking about how we can bring our five senses into play in order to bring back that focus. So let's say it's Monday morning and you feel like you're dragging your feet and you're struggling to get yourself excited about the week ahead, you're struggling to get yourself excited about working on something, maybe you have a big project that you're working on. This client in particular is doing studies on the side of work and was really struggling to bring herself to study for upcoming exams. And we spoke about five senses. And the questions I was asking her were, okay, what is a smell that evokes focus and excitement and determination? within you. So we thought of a smell. Then what is a sound that incites focus and determination within you? 
I know for me personally, whenever I really need to focus, I listen to the lo-fi Spotify playlist that really drills in my head and puts me in this little bubble of focus. But for others, it might be classical music. For one of my clients who was EDM, she loved listening to electronic music really loud in order to bring her focus back. So finding a sound that would bring focus. Then next sense, okay, what is a taste that evokes focus? Is it a shot of ginger juice? Is it a coffee, right? So really thinking about these five senses and thinking about how you can wrap them up, combining them with this idea of challenge, setting a timer, giving yourself short blocks of focus. And if you're not excited about what it is that you are actually working on, then maybe you can get excited about, okay, if I finish it in the next 30 minutes, then I get to go outside and take a walk, or then I get to go and have lunch, or then I can take a break or whatever it might be. And the fourth one is around feeling overwhelmed, feeling like we are too much in the world of chaos. We have a million tabs open in our mind and we don't know what to focus on. Our mind is essentially a monkey mind. It's jumping from one thing to the other because we feel like there is too much to focus on, too much to do, and actually we're in overstimulation. So in that situation, the response we'd be looking for is actually the opposite. It's bringing in calm, whatever way allows you to feel calm. Maybe it's taking a few big deep breaths, rolling your shoulders back. Maybe it's opening the window, taking a big breath of air, making yourself a tea. Maybe it's getting some distance from your screen, actually looking out into the distance. Maybe if time permits you, you can actually go for a walk around the block in order to calm yourself down. So it's really about removing yourself from what it is that's giving you that extra stimulation, finding that peace, finding a way to evoke calm, and then choosing one task. One task at hand that is either the one that you need to get done the first, maybe it's more urgent, maybe it's more important, or maybe it's simply the one that you feel like you understand the best. It feels a little bit less overwhelming as compared to the others. Choosing that one task and breaking it up into little pieces. What is the absolute first thing you need to do? I spoke about this in my podcast episode about my productivity hacks. This is something that I really notice with my clients when they do feel overwhelmed or when they're procrastinating is because they don't know where to start. And when they don't know where to start, it's because they have a massive to-do list that is full of giant projects like make presentation, prepare meeting, finish proposal, whatever it is, they're huge tasks that cannot actually concretely be done because they're projects and not tasks, and they don't actually know where to begin with them. So in order to reduce that chaos, in order to reduce that overwhelm, it's about choosing that one task, breaking it down into tiny, tiny pieces and asking yourself, if I had 10 minutes of time, what is the first thing that I could do? What is one mini task within that task that would take me about 10, 15 minutes? And decide from there. Focus on one thing at a time. And I would say when we have that monkey mind, something else that can really help is having a little post-it next to us or a little notebook next to us. And when something pops into our mind where we think, oh no, I need to also do this or oh shit, I forgot that then simply jot it down next to you so that you're getting it out of your mind, but not switching tasks immediately. 
So that is it for those four reasons why we struggle to focus and what to do about them. The first one, if our mind is living in the future. The second one, if our mind is living in the past. The third one, if we are too much in order. And the fourth, too much in chaos. I hope that this podcast episode is slightly reframe this idea of focus. I know it's something that we speak about a lot. It's something that I spoke about as well in last week's podcast episode about taking a moment of stillness, basically suggesting that we all struggle to focus these days simply because many of us have a lot of stimulation constantly going around. We're used to watching something on our laptop while also looking at something on our phone and also having conversation and also having music in the background. And because we're always doing a million things at once, we struggle to focus on one task at hand. But what I really hope that this podcast episode has illuminated is this idea that there are different reasons why we might struggle to focus. And the approach that we would take is different based on the reason behind it. So I hope that that podcast episode is interesting. I hope that you learned something. I would love to know which of these four reasons resonated with you the most which is the reason that you think you deal with the most and if you try any of the tools that i've mentioned what the outcome is if you want to go deeper into these topics if you struggle to focus in general if you're looking to increase your productivity if you are looking to move forward in a certain stage of your life or maybe you feel a little bit blocked you don't know where to go you're in this deep need of clarity this is the kind of work that i do with my clients one-on-one so reach out to me i'm taking on two more clients in june so i'm happy to discuss this with you feel free to reach out and just as i end this episode i wanted to do a little announcement that i've never done on this channel yet which is that i'm co-hosting a retreat in portugal at the end of september it is called the level up retreat and i'm co-hosting it with my very good friend sarah marlette who is a holistic nutritionist And we will be collaborating on this level up retreat in order to help you level up your health in every single way. I will be guiding you through personal development workshops, through physical movement, through mental exercises. Sarah will be hosting the nutrition aspect. We will have cooking demos. We will be making our meals together. We will have personalized one-on-one coaching with both Sarah and I. And therefore, all the activities that we go through during the retreat will be customized based on the one-on-one session that you had. So the meals that you'll be having will actually be based on the session you had with Sarah. The activities we'll be doing during the day, the workshops, exercises, etc., will be based and catered to you based on the one-on-one that you will have had with me. And the entire retreat is an opportunity for you to level up your health, for you to leave with a toolbox that you can then implement no matter where you are. They are realistic tools. We will show you how to incorporate ways to level up your physical and mental health in your everyday life. I will also post more information on that in a link in the show notes below, so you can go ahead and check it out. About half the spots are already taken. We still have some left, so reach out if you have any questions and you'll find details below. In the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.